Yo, 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 yo. What's going on, everybody? Shot callers in the building on this Sunday afternoon slash evening. Uh, I hope everybody has had a great weekend uh, and is ready to settle in and listen to some shot callers. Um, I hope everyone is doing well. Um, it's a little different lineup tonight. We've got one of the boys in the building, producer Tim. What's going on, my brother? Well, Ben, I'll tell you why I had a great weekend. Um, somehow, somewhere, the world, the stars, and the gods of Twitter finally got Dan Dockage to delete his account. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And it, it's finally gone. It's finally it gone. It's finally gone. You hate to ju- wow. you just hate to see it. You know, you just it just bums you out that it does such a loving, well-known man who is just so caring and considerate. And so good at co- at commentary, just doesn't have a Twitter. Account. Oh my goodness! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's that's why producer Tim has had an excellent, excellent weekend. <laughs> um, as you can see, our our my man, my ace Buku, Joshua Odellis, Farellis, Montellis, overzealous Hayes is not with us today. But have no fear. Him and producer Tim will have a show later on this week um, on the 48 minute with the 48 minute boys. So you will get Joshua Odellis for all this next week. And but not today, Sean Mackey. Oh, yeah. And Sean Sean's, Mackey will be. Sean's in Florida. Sean, yeah, I was going to say he, he's he's on uh, 80 degrees and waves right now. So I uh, hope he's enjoying his vacation. So Odellis for will fill in for him. But tonight it's uh, myself and producer Tim. Uh, so. What we are going to discuss, just having a little discussion here, a little NBA. I want to open up, producer Tim. They had just released the slam dunk contest participants. As you know, uh, the All Star Game will be going off here in what uh, two weeks? I believe yeah. it's uh, uh, yeah next week. week, next Sunday, next next Sunday. Yeah, so week so from today. You know, the, yeah, so the format will be a little bit, a little bit different. Um, they're trying to condense it. So the whole all-star experience will be in one day. So they'll have the, the game, uh, they'll have the slam dunk contest. And then I believe the skills contest all in the same day, um, which, which is kind of crazy to me, but, but, uh, you know, I, I understand what the NBA is trying to do. They're trying to have a, a good, uh, showing for the league, uh, and try to keep, guys uh not i guess not make a full weekend out of it um and and try to keep them spaced out but at least we have our slam dunk participants um we have cassius stanley obi toppin and anthony simons now i I don't know much about anthony simons as far as far as uh as far as slam dunks I do know Cassius Stanley and Obi Toppin both are really explosive. So um, I, I'm looking forward to that. W- what are your thoughts on those guys being – you think anybody – I mean, I was really kind of hoping Zion would pop in there. I, and, I, and I know I, I know that he's a, the probably of those three would be by far the biggest name. Um, but it, it's kind of like the LeBron thing where you're always kind of hoping that LeBron is such a big star that he would just at least throw his name in the hat just once. Um, and then you get those guys, of course, our old school debaters. Well, Jordan did it, and he really, I get it. Yeah, we know all those guys hopped in it. We know it was, it was. I don't want to hear that. But 
those three in it. I was hoping I was hoping Zion would pop in it, but I don't think he's going to. And, and as much as Zion plays, I really can't blame him. I mean, he's he's him and Brandon Egram and, and those guys down there at the Pelicans are really starting to get things clicking. And and, and for him to kind of hop in there on, on in that kind of format, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know if that's that's something he wants to get into right now. But we got those three. Um, what are your thoughts on the three guys that have signed up to participate in the slam dunk contest? Uh, so far, it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, you know, Cassius Stanley is pretty well known for being a ridiculous athlete. Um, yes. Even going back yep. to Sierra, you know, going back and looking at his high school tapes at Sierra Canyon, he was throwing dunks down. And then Duke, he had some highlight reel dunks. And then during his draft workouts, there was stuff that he was posting on social media where he was above the rim and some high, some real like his nose was above the rim and some like stuff. And it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty, pretty crazy. Um, obviously, Obi Toppin was, you know, became America's college basketball sweetheart last year um, oh, for man, his, yeah. you know, his dunking ability and his excitement. So it definitely adds some excitement to it. Um, and then Anthony Simons is also a super athlete um, kind of, you know, he's in the rotation for Portland. So it's not a guy who's really yeah. cracked a lot of minutes yet. Um, you know, Cassius Stanley's obviously playing for Fort Wayne right now in the G league bubble. So um, he has that, you know, there's that situation as well, but for those three, I think it'll be fun. I suspect that, um, you know, I'm definitely curious to see who joy else joins them. Um, you know, I think last year was like five, maybe five or six guys. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You, you know, and, and there was a thing where Zion said he hasn't rolled out doing the dunk contest, but you no, know, he's not doing it. Like he's I, not, I, I can't see a case where he does man. it. No. Um, so, but there are definitely other guys you want to see get in there. Um, and you know, some, hopefully there's some excitement to it as well. So, um, with the first three names, I think it's a really good kickoff and, you know, I'm really curious to see who else joins them as well as in the process of, um, who else joins the, you know, who's going to join a three point competition. who's going to join the skills competition. So there's yeah. a, you know, it almost feels like, do you, you know, I've always said like, I've never wanted to go to a WrestleMania, not because I don't think it'd be awesome, but I don't want to be in my seat for nine hours. So, right. you know, and yep. it feels like yep. if there were fans in Atlanta, that's what they'd be doing in this scenario. Oh yeah, absolutely. They, it'd be nonstop. They would never, they would, they would have, they couldn't get up and move around. I, I, that's a long day. You know what I mean? For, you know, usually all-star weekend, you know, you, you come in for the night, you do the skills, slam dunk, three point contest. Then you go home or you go to a party, of course. It's all-star weekend. Um, uh, but, you know, you go you go out, you do your thing, and then you come back for the all-star game, which, you know, that that makes it, makes it the, you know, the entire weekend. You're not trying to jam everything and, and all into one. Is there anybody out there, Producer Tim, that that you personally would like to see in the slam dunk, slam dunk contest? Is there somebody like you're like, man – that guy's got bounced. I would love to see him back there, either back in the slam dunk contest or slam dunk contest, or somebody new or fresh. You're like, man, nobody. This guy really doesn't get to play much, but man, he would he could put on a show. There's a lot. Um, if you know, I think of some names as far as like if I like to see someone back, I'd love to see Larry Nance Jr. do a double shot because I thought he got robbed the year Donovan Mitchell won it. Um, mm-hmm. it was Donovan Mitchell won it because he wore a Vince Carter jersey and did a dunk. Like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like to see Pat Connaughton do it again. Obviously, you know, he's been on our show. He's a guy that I had a good friendship with there for a while that I got to know for a while. Um, so I'd love to see Pat back in there, but as far as a new guy, um, and this is definitely biased because it's my team, but I would love to see Daniel Gaffer from the Chicago Bulls get in there because for a tall, like for a center, he has some bounce. Um, I made the point when he came out in the draft, 
And let's see, that's the second year. So he was in the he was in the Zion draft. Okay, so the 2019 draft. Made him and Ja. He was in the second round. The Bulls took him. When I wrote up an article about him, I said he's the best tight end in the NBA draft. And what I meant by that was he was the guy that you would throw it up at the rim. He'd catch it and throw it down. So and yeah. the Bulls have used him on that play for quite a bit. You know, when he does play on the offensive side, you see him in the dunker spot a lot. So mm-hmm. Gafford's a guy that I would really like to see uh, get an opportunity to be in the dunk contest with those guys. Oh, that would be cool. That would be really cool. Uh, you mentioned one guy that I think I, I would love to see, which I know he's not going to do. He's one of those guys. He's in the Zion role. But um, John Moran, like, I would love to see John get oh, it. Yeah. I, like I said, I don't I don't think he's going to just because of his role on the team and how much he means to that team. And, and, and um, it, it's starting to become a case where, um, you know, Zach Levine, Zach Levine now, is on a far better place than he was before. Right. He was doing the slam. You know what I mean? Like Zach, Zach Levine is the man now. You know what I mean? So for him to hop in the slam dunk contest, I don't know if he would do it. Um, but, you know, before, like it was fun for him. It got his name out there. He was, I mean, he's, of course, freakishly athletic. Um, but, you know, and I don't think, and honestly, I don't think he could top what he no. did or i mean no. there's no way you could top that anything else that he does would be a disappointment so um but yeah like a john morant would be cool dennis smith jr always has bounds I, I i don't know i i i like the three that they have but i'd love to see a couple more of those guys and i'm not one of those guys that says you know it's you know big stars should be in it but I, honestly you know i'm, I'm kind of past that you know what i mean like i i you know i just don't think that it's you know, I just don't think that a Zion Williamson or a John Morant, which I would love to see in in it, sure. But I, I just don't think it's I don't I just don't think it's for them anymore. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just a different era, a different time. I I don't I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'm with just, you. I, I don't know. No, so. I I totally think what you're saying is fair. Um, yeah, there's definitely that part that always wants the stars in it, but right. you know, like why should Zion Williamson, you know, play in the All Star game and then at halftime be like, all right, I'm gonna jump in this. And then be like, all right, so I gotta, yeah, I get, all right, guys, I'll be right back. I gotta go dunk real quick. Also, how right. long? I mean, the dunk contest some night, some years is like forever and a day long. So, how long is halftime? Like, what's yeah. the game plan here? Yeah. We, we, and if you have five guys, so it's usually what, three rounds? Yeah. You know, and, and of course, and of course, one guy's gonna miss a certain amount of dunks. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, every year. You know, every year. You always have that. So, yeah. I, so then you're going to ask those guys in the officer game to sit at least an hour. It's got to be an hour. And then come out and try to play back in the officer. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It, I, it I, sounds I, like it's going to be a mess. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I mean, and I understand you want to try to do the officer game for the fans. And, and it's, it's a good thing. But it, it's right now the logistics aren't looking very good. Nope. It's not looking very good at all. So I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm interested to see how it happens. I am happy about this, though. That my man Sabonis got to be in the All Star game. Yeah, I, I was truly happy to see him be named a replacement. As uh, as Katie um, is not going to be back to the All Star game, they named Sabonis his replacement. Now, Katie is going to continue to be the captain mm-hmm. of of the All Star team and and pick the team, but Sabonis is going to take his spot um, as far as an offer, which which I was really excited about, and we saw that earlier happen with Devin Booker. Uh, replaced uh, Anthony, my Davis. Mind now. Who did he, Anthony Davis in the All-Star game. So, um, you know, to see those two guys now, of course, every there's snubs all over the place. You can't put 
15 or 20 guys right. on a roster. And I'll say, I, I get it. But to see those two guys get in, it, it was really cool. Uh, and, and especially, you know, me being a Pacer guy, seeing Sabonis get in and see how well he's played this year and be rewarded. I was really happy to see Julius Randle as well uh, be named an all-star because he's a guy that that's kind of worked his tail off to be there. And, and he's done some really good things for that Knicks team that a lot of people had written off. And they're actually in the hunt, you know, uh, for a playoff spot. So Did you see that um, clip of them last night after the game when they were like got to 500 and people were outside the garden going crazy celebrating? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you know what, but, though? I mean, good for them. I love it. Good for them. Good for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, if, if, you're a, if you're a Knicks guy and you're an NBA purist, you want the Knicks to be good. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You want the Knicks to be good. So, big ups to them. You know what I mean? And, and, I, and I'm excited. I'm excited for them. And I'm excited for the city of New York because when the New York Knicks are good, the NBA is good. So, I, you know, for them to get excited about that and that young team, especially when the expectations were not very high for them and to see them be able to get the 500, be in playoff contention, have young talent to be able to build off of, I, I'm excited for them. I'm su- I'm, I'm really excited for them. So um, it, it's fun to see. It's a lot of fun. So, yeah. It, so but, yeah, I, I think that uh, – I think that this all-star game is going to be a little bit different. I'm, you know, it'll be a different thing. It'll be something that we're all going to have to kind of, you know, as NBA fans, we're going to have to give them the benefit of the doubt because they're trying to do something positive, mm-hmm. which, which, you know, some of the NBA guys that kind of backed off their stance, you know, I heard De'Aaron Fox kind of back, backed off his stance a little bit, you know, because at first he was like, man, this is dumb, blah, blah, blah. And then, he was like, well, you know, if you name me an all-star, I wouldn't be mad about it. Well, I'm like, well. <laughs> like that paycheck <laughs> that I'll get for the bonus. Right. I like I, I like the bonus I get. So, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see. But, um, you know, just like anything in the NBA, um, I think um, Adam Silver will do his best to keep players safe. Um, and, and hopefully it'll go off without a hitch and, and guys will be able to have some fun and, and uh, be able to play with other all-stars. Um Speaking of the all-star game and prospects, let's talk one second. And I, like I said, I am not a, I, I cannot call myself a college basketball guy, but I've watched probably four or five college basketball games this year. Two of the five have been Oklahoma State. <laughs> and I've seen that young stud, Kay Cunningham, put on a show twice. The first time I watched him, I text you and I was like, Hey man, I know you watch college basketball. You've got a big board. Oh, where's Kate Cunningham? You're like, oh, he's the realest guy out there. I'm like, okay. I'm like, because I'm watching him right now. I'm like, and I was going to say, hey man, this guy's a stud. <laughs> so uh, for those of you that have watched college basketball and know about college basketball, really quick, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, of course, it's called Bedlam as their rivalry is called. And uh, Oklahoma State pulled out a 94-90 win and Cade Cunningham, uh, burger. this young stud, put a 40 spot, a 40 spot on them boys, shooting 12 for 21 from the field, three of eight from three, 13 of 14 from the line. Oh, oh, oh. And by the way, let me go ahead and grab 11 rebounds. Yeah. I mean, like, like, come on, man. Like, this guy as a guard, is is unbelievable the way he was able to get shots and i think the biggest thing tim and you mentioned this when we were texting one another 
Nothing phases that guy. Not scared of anything. Nothing. He is not scared of a shot. He is not scared to, to take the ball in the last seconds. He's not – I mean, nothing phasing. Nothing phasing. Um, you know a lot more about his game than I do because, like I said, I've watched two games. He's been outstanding. Uh, give the people that are listening here right now, give us a little bit more about Cade Cunningham and why he's so special. Well, I think the first thing that jumps out is his size. You know, he's a six mm-hmm. point guard. Um, the yeah. playmaking ability is, you know, phenomenal. He's just like, you know, his court vision, um, his intelligence, his thought process, his instincts. Um, and you can see that their coaching staff really just like trusts him. They roll the ball mm-hmm. out. They have him to, you know, they have him run the offense. And they just kind of let, let it let it slide from there. Um, you know, it's not like they kind of get in his way. And, they you know, they trust him to make the right decisions. And most of the time he does. I think the thing about him is, you know, like we said, like he's not phased. Like nothing scares him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's so physical as a point guard. And I've made this comparison. And I know a lot of people are like, think I'm crazy. Um, but he's a better shooting version of Penny Hardaway. As far as like, uh, you know, everyone knows how I feel about Penny. You know, he's my favorite player ever. But that tall point guard who has all those like incredible ball handling skills and instincts. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a, like I said, he's a better shooter and he's probably a better defender, true, honestly, from what he was in his prime. But he's, you know, he's a guy you build a franchise around. He's a guy that you're like, I want to lose this year to build my chances around potentially getting Kate Cunningham if I don't have right. a shot at the playoffs. So if you're one of those like four or five teams that aren't in the, uh, going to have a shot to play in, you know, the Detroit Pistons, those Minnesota Timberwolves, especially then because they're trying to not get oh, that pick to the Warriors. How right. fair would that be if the Warriors got that pick? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> come on. Don't, don't even. Yeah. So he's, Jeez, he, he's a guy you build your franchise around. Like he's a guy that you want. He makes teams better. Um, whoever he goes to at the top pick in the draft, you know, barring an injury or anything like that, he's immediately going to improve that team's that team by a lot. Like, think mm-hmm. of he's. I don't think he's as good as John Morant. He very well could be, um, but right. Think about the day John walked into Memphis and you immediately went, okay, they're you know they're better. And Kate Cunningham yeah. has that effect on people and on teams. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I said, I, I I don't watch it much, but uh, and I try to watch as much as I can. But but uh, the two times that I've seen him play, um, one he's by far been the best player on the floor, um, and two his his presence, um, his his big shot making ability, um, his his uh, timeliness of the moment, if that makes sense. So, like they're down one, he's got the ball. He's not going to take a crazy shot. He's going to get to his spot and, and make the shot where he is and and how he gets to his spot on the floor. Um, he he was been phenomenal the two times I've had a chance to watch him play. Uh, and, and yeah, if if he goes to any any team, he's going to make them better instantly. I, I mean, he's he's just got that kind of ability and, and to be six seven. Uh, and be able to handle the ball and make your own shot and do the things that he's able to do. I mean, at, at college basketball um, is a little bit more stringent, and to get 40 points in a rivalry game, uh, I, I, that's that's just hard to do. Uh, and nothing, and, and he wasn't phased. I mean, he was 13 or 14 from the line, which tells you that he was making big free throws and big moments of that game. So. Um, just wanted to give him a little shout out because I, I was thoroughly impressed 
the second time I got a chance to watch him, and he was just – he was gold. He was absolute gold. Yeah, he's a joy so, to watch, man. He's going to be – I yeah. cannot wait to see him play in the NBA. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, other topics in the NBA this week. Um, Kyrie Irving came out on an Instagram post uh, and had a picture of Kobe Bryant um, as the logo of the NBA and stated, and I, I'm not using quotes, I'm not reading his quotes, but in uh, un, so many words, he said, you know, Kobe is the face of our generation and our basketball generation. Um, he needs to be the, you know, now the face of the league and needs to be the logo. Um, Jerry West came out in an article and says that, you know, it, it, it to him, it's not a big deal about being the logo or not being the logo. Um, and, and I understand that, you know, Kobe means a lot to all of us as far, you know, as far as his legacy uh, and, and what he's meant to basketball, not only on, on the court, of course, he was a legend on the court, but what he was able to do off the court and the way he mentored guys like LeBron. Kyrie, KD, and, and all the guys that were on that U.S. Olympic team and were around him. Um, it, my question to you is, do you, do you think that it's time for the NBA to make a change to honor Kobe Bryant? Or, or it may be somebody else. I, I don't know. I don't know if somebody else needs to be the logo. Is it something that's time to, to change? Is, that, is it something that we need to, to, to talk and discuss about as Making a change is something that as iconic as the NBA logo. Like, what, what do you think about that? I don't mean to play, like, down the middle as my dogs are going crazy if you hear them in the background. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. But, like, honestly, I don't really care. And it's not, like, a thing where I'm, like, anti them doing something or pro them doing anything. It's just to me it's, like, um, you know, if they change from Jerry West to Kobe Bryant, like, yeah, I'm cool with it. If they don't keep it as is, like, I'm still cool with it. Um, yeah. You know, I don't think Jerry West would necessarily lose the nickname, the logo, if they did it. Like, I think that's kind of right. like ingrained in him. Um, but also, yeah. I, I totally understand and respect that this generation looks at Kobe Bryant the way like a lot of generations looked at Michael Jordan or, player, you mm -hmm. know, Dr. J and, and, you know, Magic Johnson and players like that. Um, so, no, you know, I think that either route is fair. Um, would it be cool to see Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant still what is the NBA logo? Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. But there's just something about when you see that patch on a jersey with the Jerry West like like silhouette with the NBA colors and stuff that just looks really cool. So either way, um, I don't mean to be you know non-controversial by any means, but I just don't have like a lasting thought on what they should or shouldn't do. I'd be happy either route. Right. Um, I, I'm not trying to be controversial, but I say no. Um, just just in the fact that that logo is iconic. Sure. And I and I get it. I get it. Um, Kobe means a lot to the players of this generation, but there have been a lot of players that meant a lot to to generations previously, like, um, you know, Michael Jordan. Now, granted, Michael Jordan's logo is is darn near everywhere you can go. I mean, on you know, on uniforms and anyway, but Magic Johnsons, Larry Bird's, Doctor J's, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's. I mean. Like, why shouldn't the logo be a skyhook? I mean, I, I mean, that would be honestly, cool. like, if you, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, the guy, you know, he's your all-time leading scorer. I mean, he, he's like, so what, what, what now makes it feasible for you to change a logo that's been so iconic? Um, and, you know, 
I, I know Kobe means a lot, and he means a lot to a lot of us in our generation because he was so iconic. He was so mesmerizing as a player and, and as a person. Um, the things that he was able to do, the impact that he was able to have, um, and I get I get that passion from Kyrie. I, I I understand that because I'm sure he's not the only one that feels that way. Sure. Um, um, you know, and you almost and I hate to say this, but some of that almost feels part like kind of like race too. I mean, you know, with Jerry West, you know, being a, a Caucasian guy and Kobe, you know, representing, you know, the African-American community, some of that feels like that also. So I, I don't know. I just think that the logo in itself is iconic. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I think that you can't, I, I, I don't know. I, I try not to be too, political or over the top about it but i just don't think it's something that needs to be changed because it's 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 something that it stands for something for so long um and it's got its own it's its own brand and its own entity um yeah you know i you know kobe's gonna go into the hall of fame kobe you know statues retired jerseys like he deserves all the all the respect and praise and credit in the world um, I just don't know if, if if it means to change something that's been so iconic as the NBA logo. I, I don't know. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. Just, but that's that's a tough one. Yeah, you mentioned earlier, you said, you know, the racing part of it. And that's definitely like one of the comments that Kyrie has in the Instagram thing is the NBA was built on Black Kings. So I think that's the thing too, right. where people are like, you know, using that as a reference too. And that's like I said, like, I don't, you know, if that's something like, you know, I think that's great. Um, that, you know, mm-hmm. you want to kind of go that route, but I'm not at the point where, like, like I've said, like, we've like, like, I just don't feel like it's something where I'm going to be mad about or outraged if they do right. it or if they stand pat, I'm going to be like, oh, that's dumb. Like, right, right, right. You know, it's not yeah, like, I, I, yeah. you know, it's the only yeah. sport that really has that, hasn't like an athlete in their logo. That's like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. major league baseball doesn't have Ted Williams in the logo. So, right. Yeah. I, I don't think that I would be upset if they changed it. I just think that it's, I don't know. I think that it's, it's so iconic. Like, like, I don't know if you, if you, if you mess with it, but uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be up for discussion. I think that I do think that the NBA uh, and Adam Silver are, are, of course, we've talked about this before, some of the more open, um, open league and they, and they talk about and have discussions about things. Um, so I do think that Adam Silver is just not going to sweep it under the rug. Um, I think it will be something that is discussed, and I think that um, at some point there will be a decision made whether to change it or to, or to keep it the same. But I do think that it will be discussed for sure. I agree. Um, and, it, and it should be discussed. I mean, I, I don't think it's an issue. But I do think that, you know, that logo is just so iconic, man. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think it's just an iconic thing, and and – um, it, it'll be, it would be hard. It would definitely be hard to, um, change that because it's been that way for so long, but I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. So, um, also in NBA news this week, uh, they have released the second half of the NBA schedule, uh, and broadcast scheduled for, of course, TNT, ESPN, ABC, NBA TV, and also on ESPN radio. Uh, which will begin March 10th and conclude May 16th. 
Uh, on uh, credit to the NBA.com, I'm looking at this right now. The second half of the regular season will be followed by the 2021 NBA play-in tournament, which will begin May 18th through the 21st. And the 2021 NBA playoffs, which will tip off Saturday, May uh, 22nd. The play-in tournament will determine the teams that will be filling in the seventh and eighth playoff seeds, which I believe is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I think that's going to be really cool. Um, so are there, have you had a chance to look at the schedule? Um, are, are there any, uh, are there any games or anything that pops out to you or, or, um, I, I'll tell you this, I'm, I'm actually really excited about the play-in the Same. 18th through the 21st. Like I'm super excited about that. That had those guys. Here's the thing in, in the Western conference, there are usually 10 really good teams. Yeah. And of course, only eight. Well, actually, usually probably 12 really good teams. Um, if you look at it his, historically uh, in the Western Conference. So you take, you know, seven, eight, nine, and 10 and put them in a NBA playing tournament to determine to get who gets those seven and eight seats. Um, to have the opportunity to make the NBA playoff if you're a 10 seed. Um, is is phenomenal. Um, I, I think that I think that is so cool. I, I'm excited about that part uh, and seeing those teams have that plan and being able to set the last two spots in the NBA playoffs. Now your reward for that is going to be either playing the <laughs> yeah the Lakers, Jazz, the Lakers, Clippers, the Jazz, <laughs> or the Bucks, or you know you know your reward after you played your way in. You're not it's not going to be fun, but um, I think that part of would will be excellent. Uh, what are your thoughts on the on the second half release of the schedule? Yeah, well, you know, like you said uh, earlier, it's you know your reward is basically like when you win the college football playoff first round to play Alabama. It's all right, cool, all right. thanks. Um, <laughs> I guess you know you're like I'm glad to be there, but I know it's not going to go my way. Um, all right. Yeah, I don't love that. Um, I do love everything about the playoff. I love the play-in and everything like that. I don't love that it's the the, you know, the first round of the playoff starts the day of my wedding. Um, that's a little tough. Yes, <laughs> but um, that's gonna be a little hard to cover. We're gonna be we're gonna be out of commission that day. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to pass getting that on the television at the reception hall, but we'll see. I'll make I'll make something happen. Um, but yeah, I think that the schedule itself. Um, it's kind of unique. You know, I think we get one more Lakers Celtics game. They have one more East coast road trip. Uh, they go to Indianapolis to play the Pacers on the 15th, which is like the second to last day of the regular season. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll be going because one, it's week for my wedding and I don't want to get COVID mm-hmm. or something obviously and take that risk. But two, uh, since it's that late in the regular season, you know, if the Lakers are in a good spot, who knows how long, or if they'll even play guys like LeBron and Davis, especially with Davis on injury. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I'm excited to just kind of see all these teams that are battling for spots. Um, you know, these teams that we've been really attracted to and watched because of this young core, this excitement. Um, what do the Knicks do in the second half? Do they keep mm. this going? Do they get better? Do they go get another guy um, to kind of keep this rub, to keep this ball rolling? Uh, how does the trade deadline affect the second half? You know, like how does like, you know, what's the buyout market going to look like for teams like the Lakers and the Nets who are trying to get better and trying to improve their team before the playoff run? What happens with the Warriors, you know, as they got to play some tough games now? Um, 
you know, mm-hmm. can Steph Curry keep this going as far as building that as well? So um, I don't necessarily know if there's particular individual games that I'm excited about. It's to kind of see how this trajectory goes. You look at a team like Memphis, who it looks like they're going to get Jaron Jackson Jr. back in the second half and how big that'll be for them. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, it's going to be exciting. I uh, honestly was kind of like weirded out by the fact that they were splitting, like making the schedule in time. I got it because of postponed games and things like that, but um, mm-hmm. it turned out to be pretty well, uh, except for, you know, the Raptors when you have Pascal Siakam on your fantasy team and just oh, have yeah. the blue one day, you just find out he's not playing. Oh, I, man, I got that today. Oh, with Fred Van Bleet, who's also Toronto Raptors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's killing me. Fantasy so. sports and COVID is stupid. Fantasy yeah, sports is already stupid, dumb. but <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You add COVID to the mix of fantasy basketball. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. Not very fun. <laughs> so if you look at the standings right now, uh in the east, the seventh seed is the Heat. The eighth seed is your beloved Bulls. Mm-hmm. Uh the nine are the Pacers. And the ten, hope. Oh, or my Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> that's a fun group of four teams right there. And that's a real fun group of fun, four teams. So if you look at the West, which is crazy, the seven seed right now, the Golden State Warriors, mm-hmm. the A seed, the Nuggets, the ninth seed, the Mavericks, and the 10 seed, your Memphis Grizzlies. That's fun too. Dude. I'm telling you, if that's now at the 11th is the Pelicans. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, like there's so many good teams right there that, I mean, they, they're going to be jockeying in that whole second half of, of, of the season where, you know, you, you can look up and you could have a, a you know, a Jaws-Ion matchup or a Steph-Jaw matchup. I mean, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's crazy. It, that's going to be a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. It's a whole lot of fun. So uh, we're looking forward to that second half of the season. Speaking of uh, the Golden State Warriors, I want to bring up just for a second, and and this guy has been a discussion uh, a lot uh, on our on our podcast. Um, But the match—not I don't want to say that—the the maturation and the growth of Draymond Green as a leader. Uh, and not only a leader in the league or, or a leader on his team, but a leader in the league. Um, I, I saw a clip. I guess they were playing the Hornets and he was having discussions with LaMelo um, and, and not and like we weren't privy to the discussions, but it looked like he was just coaching him on just stuff like just basketball IQ stuff. Some of the better things that we've had this year are Draymond Green being mic'd up. And him mm-hmm. just coaching Wiseman through games and where he needs to be and, and talking to his teammates and him running the floor and, and being just a floor general. Um, we saw a game the other night where he had like 11 points, like 11 or 12 re- rebounds and like 19 assists. Like where he is just – not only is he doing all of those things and, and – and making the Golden State Warriors better and making Steph better and that team run better. But he is literally, like, when people talk about the cliche coach on the floor, he is literally the coach on the floor. Like, he he gets everybody set up. And it's not just offensively. 
You can see him defensively showing guys where they're supposed to help, where the rotation is, where he's rotating to, talking to guys, talking guys through screens. Draymond, to me, is playing. And we all, and I'll admit this, like, we all thought after that, before playoffs last year or two years ago, where he just had a really, really down slump where he just was not playing well at all. Um, and he admitted to that. I mean, he had talked about his diet and, and doing, you know, not doing things uh, you know, wholeheartedly like he had before. And we all, and, you know, me personally, I thought like, man, he's, he's kind of on a downside there. And then he kind of perked up in playoffs a little bit, had a good run in the playoffs. Then last year, of course, you know, they had the injury bug and, and there were all kinds of things going on. But this year, man, like he has just been outstanding. I mean, the things he's been able to do. And in our group text, and we all, you know, we all kind of group text each other, just different things we see nightly. Um, I put in a group text, Draymond MVP question mark. And, and it wasn't like, it wasn't, and it wasn't like where I was like, man, you know, I just think he's playing really well. Like, to me, he is a guy that's playing the game at a high level and doing everything the right way and making his team better. It is no doubt that without Draymond Green on the floor, Golden State Warriors are not – they do not play as well without Draymond. Now, I, I don't know how much MVP Buzz is going to get. I know he doesn't score 25, 26 points a game. And LeBron's playing at a high level. We saw Giannis. We just saw Giannis just destroy the Clippers uh, just uh, 30 minutes ago. He's still game. playing at a high level. Yeah, that was a fun game. Um, you know, you have other guys uh, – you know, that are playing at a high level. But are we over? Are we overlooking the impact of Draymond Green? Because he has just been lights out. And, and like I said, Golden State right now is sitting in the seventh spot. And before, you know, when Draymond started the season injured, you know, Steph was just a man on his own just trying to, just trying to survive. And now, right now, they're 19 and 15. Uh, they're winners of three in a row, and they've won seven of their last ten. And the Golden State Warriors are are right there in that seventh spot. Uh, Producer Tim, I ask you, is Draymond Green an MVP candidate? I will say no, but it's okay. only but my case is not necessarily because he's playing bad. It's just the fact mm-hmm. that there's just so many guys above him, and um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's ever going to be a case where he's going to get votes for the MVP. Not that that's his fault. I just don't think that's ever going to be something that's going to be on his resume. Um, but that's not to say that he hasn't been terrific and he hasn't been fantastic and he hasn't revitalized himself. And, you know, he got the converse deal where he's kind of being their spokesman now for their shoes. Mm-hmm. And he's doing subway commercials with Jason Tatum that are very funny. Mm-hmm. And yes. so it's it's nice to see that he's growing his brand again. Um, if, you know, yeah. it used to always just be like, well, he's a guy that's getting technicals. He's getting ejected. They had that one weird finished with the Hornets that one game where he got kicked out, yeah. like, got ejected in, like the last minute and yeah. Terry Rozier had a game winner. Um, but other than that, you know, he's just kind of been, you know, the ultimate team player. He's been like what my team needs that night. I'm going to take care of now, as far as like, mm-hmm. is he the Warriors MVP? You can kind of give me a more of a conversation with that. I know a lot of people will say Steph, I would yeah. tend to agree with Steph, but I think Draymond surely has a case. Um, those two dudes, yeah. you know, there's a lot of clips about like just the way they set screens for each other, just how well they played together for so long. Mm-hmm. just shows more and more. Um, but, you know, I don't necessarily think you have a bad case of what you're saying, Ben. 
I just don't think in a league with Joel Embiid's and LeBron's and Jokic's and guys like that, yeah. let alone his own team, it being Steph Curry, that he'll ever get that chance to get those votes. I yeah, I I I would agree with that, and I and I sent it out there, kind of half joking but half serious. Uh, uh, but you right now, you know, you have Embiid who's playing out of his mind. You have Giannis again playing out of his mind, going for a three-time MVP, which I don't know if they'll if that'll happen. I doubt it. But, yeah, I, I I doubt that. But LeBron, of course, is playing out of his mind. Um, Steph Curry is playing out of his mind. I mean, so you've got some guys there where you're going to split some votes, and and I don't think the Draymond would really get it. But I, I just wanted to spread you know sh- spread a little light on the fact that how well he's playing, and not only that, just being an ambassador of the game, um, and being a student of the game, and like you said, building his brand back to where um, he's just doing some special things. So, um. Really quick, uh, in 30 seconds, can you give me your top three MVP candidates at almost at the midway of the season? Ooh, that's a good one. 30 seconds. Hmm. Okay. I'll say Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. I'll say LeBron James. And I'll say Nikola Jokic. Gotcha. Um, I would say Embiid. Yeah, I would say Embiid. I would say I would probably go LeBron, and then either Giannis or Jokic. Either one. I, I, um, Giannis is is right now starting to play really well. Um, mm-hmm. but but uh, what Joel Embiid has done with the Sixers and how I mean the way he's played. Uh, you know, if, if Shaq and Chuck have had any positive on any player of this generation, I feel like it's been Joel and B because they kind of uh, – the way they got on him and motivated him, like he's been a different player since then. And you can definitely tell that he understands uh, his role uh, as, as, as being a student of the game and also being that guy that's going to lead them to the next level. Now, you know, I think Tobias Harris got injured. Uh, so – He's going to be missing one of his key guys, but Joel Embiid's playing out of his mind. So, but yeah, I think those, I think those are your top three. Uh, and LeBron just kind of not like he sunk down, but with Anthony Davis not being there, they I, struggled I, quite know, a bit. He, yeah, yeah, they struggled, and they didn't have Schroeder. I mean, Schroeder was on COVID protocol, so you know they struggled a little bit. That's the only reason why I had LeBron down a little bit, and Embiid and the 76ers are playing really well. So. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think that those those three or four are are right there battling. So it'll it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to the second half of the season once you know this first half in to see how those guys play. There's so many different aspects going on. So um, it's, it, there's a lot of lot of good good storylines to be written for this second half. Uh, I can't believe it's already going to be March tomorrow. Like, uh, this year is kind of flying, flying by. Yeah, so, man, it's been nuts. Um, it is. It is. So. Um, Producer Tim, thank you again for uh, joining me tonight uh, for Shot Callers. We missed my ace, Buku, Joshua Hayes, but he will be once again filling in for Sean Mackey, I believe, on 48 Minutes, uh, on the 48 Minutes pod. So look out for that one. Um, what's going on on the, on the network this week, Producer Tim? Uh, what, what do we got going on? 
Um, so at large bid, we're going to start getting ready for, uh, it's the last week of the regular season coming up. So we're going to start getting you ready for conference tournaments. Uh, we're hoping to see the brackets kind of fill up more and more. Um, I'm actually covering the horizon league conference tournament on Tuesday. I get a NKU Northern Kentucky playing Detroit mercy who has Antoine Davis on their team. For those who have never looked up Antoine Davis, go to sports reference college basketball right now. He is the son of Mike Davis, a former Indiana coach who also is right now the coach in Indiana at a Detroit Mercy that Antoine plays for. And um, he sh- gets about 28 shots a game. He just kind of crosses half court and throws it up. Pops lets him do everything. <laughs> it's like an AAU situation where Pops is just like, my son's got the ball. Like, LeVar Ball is jealous of how much Antoine Davis gets to shoot. Because he's like, LaMelo should shoot that much. Oh, so um, uh, so we're, we're going to be getting you guys ready for conference tournaments, kind of talk about some of the smaller schools and smaller conferences. Um, teams like Bellarmine, who have had a really fun run. Uh, Loyola Chicago has been really good. And we're also going to kind of – so we're, you know, sat somehow, some way, we're 14 days away from Selection Sunday already. Um, so we're, we're, gonna, we're starting to get you guys ready for the tournament. So uh, especially with the tournament kind of having a little bit later start than the normal week being that it starts on Friday this year instead of Thursday. So we'll have plenty of time to get you guys ready. Man, super exciting stuff, man. Super exciting stuff. I can't believe it's only 14 days away. That's crazy. You're telling That's me, absolutely dude. absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, but, yeah, man, we, we're uh, super thankful for you guys joining us tonight. Hopefully uh, you guys will download the podcast uh, on Apple and give us a five-star review. Uh, we love them and we appreciate them. Uh, you can look us up on our socials at 48 Minutes NTWRK on the Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, thank you guys for joining us, and we will catch you uh, sometime this week with 48 Minutes Network and on Friday with At Large Bid. We will see you later. Peace.